Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
and throughout your section, in your area, throughout your whole section. of the cipher. This is yours truly the atypical, along with my brothers and partners in crime, the B I W G Rich, DJ Comedic, and Black Caesar. Hope everyone is having a great week so far. It's another hump day. Uh of course we had some tragic uh news that happened over the weekend, but we're gonna get into that a little bit later on in the show. As always if you want to join us in the cipher you can do so by hitting us up at eight one eight three six nine 0344. That's 
declared by the city of Charlottesville and the county of Albemarle. But if I remember correctly, it was the governor who declared that a state of emergency in which scores of people got hurt and tragically a young woman lost her life. She, a guy who was representing the neo-Nazi slash alt-right, he rammed his uh, or rammed a Dodge Challenger into a crowd of people, injuring about 19 and killing this uh, young lady. So it seems, it would appear that whether we want to place the blame where a lot of us feel the blame should be placed, which is on our current POTUS because he basically gave the dog whistle or lit the fire under these groups with his uh, very divisive campaign rhetoric um, leading up to his winning the uh, presidency of the United States. But in any event, <clears throat> these groups are very radical, homegrown terrorists, we're going to call them what they are, um, decided to take our POTUS, I guess, literally in trying to not so much make America great again, but make America hate again, as it was decades ago. Uh, in this country, and to a degree it still is, but, you know, once upon a time it was more prevalent than it is uh, today, so in any event, this uh, tragedy has really brought to light uh, some truths that people didn't want to believe about our president. Of course, we, those of us who have followed him, can tell from going all the way back to for some of us, back to uh, the days of when, what was that? Uh, help refresh my memory, Comedic. Was it the late 80s or the early 90s when those boys, the uh, Central Park Five, were accused of rape, raping and beating that woman in New York? I believe it was the late 80s, right? I'm going to put it between 86 and 92, so I, I can't really okay. say. Um Okay. Well, even back then, Trump yeah. took out a full-page ad basically slamming these young men, even talking about they need to bring back the death penalty, et cetera, et cetera. And even when these men were exonerated, which I want to say roughly about dozen, 13 or so, 15 or so years later, I think they were exonerated in '02, um, where it was found that they didn't commit this crime. And the actual person who did commit it confessed, and these guys were released from prison. Of course, they were exonerated. Even then, Trump was still, you know, saying that they did it. So he showed us, you know, pretty much a lot of us roughly 30 years ago that, you know, this hand was bigoted then, but let's step it up to when the country first elected its first African-American president, and he went on a campaign for the better part of his Obama's first term and into his second term trying to prove that he wasn't uh, an American with this whole birther uh, nonsense. So this man has shown us his true colors for the longest time, yet some people felt that, you know, his campaign rhetoric of bringing back jobs and, you know, building a wall to cut off the borders and stopping, you know, uh, illegal immigration Etc. 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 They bought into this, and a lot of people voted for him. And now again, we're seeing what a lot of us knew before he got in the office. So the country is now probably more divided than it's been in the last 50, 60 years or so. 
with that said, let me uh, go ahead and get uh, anybody's thoughts so far on whether the situation in Charlottesville or pretty much what where we are now in this country with what has happened since with uh, Trump's statements uh, directly after the events in Charlottesville. He gave actually three statements, actually one uh, one where he didn't call out, you know, the white nationals, neo-Nazis, KKK, second one where he did call them out, and then the third one where he basically undid everything that he said a day earlier. So uh, let me go ahead and start with uh, Comedic. Oh, before I start with you, what's good, little bruh? I see my man Black Seas uh, finally joined us. How you, how you feeling, fam? Yeah, what's good with you, bro? What's poppin'? Can't call it. Comedic, big Richard, come on here. What's poppin' with y'all brothers, man? What up, what up, Al? What up, Al Boogie? What's poppin' with you, dog? Yo, yo, oh, brother Ray, can I go first? Can I go first, please? You most certainly can be on and uh, weigh in. Thank you. And the reason why I want to go first is because um, I feel like I'm gonna be. I feel like I'm gonna be by myself on my point of view, and I want you okay. guys to be able to to, to have a rebuttal um, if it if it needs to be, and then that way. We're not we're not going back and forth for a longer part amount of time than we need to. So, right. as far as Charlottesville and those things are concerned, um, of all the thing, of all the things that we've ever talked about as far as race is concerned, um, as far as um, well as far as race is concerned, period. I think this is the first time since we've been together on this show that we've seen actions that have been acted out and played out in in as in as divisive a way as we've seen this weekend. I would I, I tend to believe that that's the case. Um there's a lot of different things that are at play with, at at play with this right now. Um the worst of which is the person who holds the most powerful office in the land is 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 definitely starting to show his real and true colors. Okay? But when I go back to the very fundamental beginning and reasoning to Charlottesville, okay? Not talking about things in general, life in general, race in general. I'm not speaking on any of those things. Just specifically Charlottesville. Okay? I think okay. Let me let me let me say this. We all been in school, and there's been somebody who's been who's been the class asshole, uh, the class clown, or the asshole, or whatever you want to call them, and they constantly are doing something all the time, being annoying or saying something that's ridiculous. And how many times have we either told each other or teachers told us just ignore them, just 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 don't even look at them. Don't even give them the, your attention because that's what they want. They want your attention. They want you to come out and do something because then they know that they've affected you and they got you. That's exactly how I feel at the fundamental base of Charlottesville. This was a rally that they had planned and was sanctioned by the city of Charlottesville. 
And there's a part of me that can't help but ask, why the fuck we just just not even pay attention to them? Just leave them alone. Let them walk their ass through the city, talking that bullshit, that rhetoric, and then walk their ass out the city and be done with it and just ignore them. Why didn't we just do that? Why is it that if we want to stand in front of cameras, get on Facebook, get on Twitter, get on Instagram, love, 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 love. Why did we strap up and go down there to fight the people? That That's the one thing that is, is awful. And listen, I in no way am condoning any of the actions that happened, especially that 20-year-old man that drove down there and, and, and drove his car to those people killing that young woman, especially the activities that took place that caused those two state troopers to lose their lives trying to come in and to, to the action of this. All of that, which was bridled out of hate, caused those things to happen. But what lays so heavy on me, guys, is the question of why the fuck we just didn't leave them alone? Let them do their march and get fun of our city. And that's and that's and, and, and I'm done. I, I'm done with it. I'll, I'll pass Let me on. Answer that before I get to uh, Ellen Kometic, um on that. I think okay. If you remember, Rich, when Obama was in office, we saw you know KKK rallies where they would go and, and protest in various cities. And right, you didn't get the turnout. Or, like you say, people were just ignoring them because, really, they're inconsequential. Hell, we had a number of their, you know, rallies and, and marching through the streets here in North Carolina, you know, during Obama's term. And and for a lot of people, you're right, it was, you know, huh, eh, they're, they're inconsequential, they're insignificant, you know, they don't even have the numbers to really do anything. So, you know, a lot of people ignored it. But the reason why, you know, I think a lot of these people came out and... and Let's examine uh, two things here. One, Charlottesville is a college town. This is where the uh, University of uh, Virginia is located. It's college town. Mm-hmm. So just like Chapel Hill here in North Carolina, it's, college, it's predominantly college, you know, students, or it's a good portion of, of college students there. And anything, if you know anything about, you know, protesters and, and people, you know, that's really making a stand or making a statement, Generally, it's a lot of young people that are making these statements, um, or rather, you know, anti-statements. That's one. That's one point that I want to point out. The other is that you have to look at who's in the Oval now. And going back to his campaign, as I said earlier, and the divisive rhetoric and the dog whistle that he let out to these, you know, nationalists, these neo-Nazis, KKK, etc., who feel like, you know, Trump. Gets us. He's going to bring our country back to us by, you know, uh, slamming Mexicans, criticizing Muslims, you know, blacks, everybody, gays. He he sat up here and he did it all. So for them, Trump is one of them. And anytime you these people feel like now that they can come out in full force, because you notice even during the KKK rallies, they were still wearing their hoods. These people that came out here Saturday in Charlottesville, they weren't hiding their faces. They were like, 
you know, hey, we're here now. We got somebody that's on our side in the Oval Office. So I think those are mainly the two reasons that you had these people to come out in force like that to tell them, hey, you're not going to come in our town, you know, to do this. Okay. That's just my take on why it escalated to the point that it did or why people showed up, you know, in mass like they did to counter-protest, you know, all these people had, had descended on their town. Just my thoughts on that, Rich. Okay, cool. Uh, Comedic, you got any thoughts on uh, what happened in Charlottesville or, or our POTUS's, uh reaction, backtracking reaction on it? I mean, there's a lot of things, but, you know, it's kind of interesting how you say um, reignited and um, has stirred. You can't can't reignite shit. What you're doing is you're uncovering. But nobody, um, there was no righteous people that the president came into office and then all of a sudden they became uh, fascist. That's not the case. Um, what you've done is you set a you set a precedent where you're more comfortable um, voicing um, your statements. Um, you know, I I do not enjoy, you know, the the obvious uh, segregated uh, social media, but you know, uh, it's interesting to see both sides, regardless if I understand it or not. Right? Um, very interesting. Somebody posted last night the um, vice episode on Charlottesville, which is amazing because apparently they were embedded, you know, because they were already coming there to talk to the characters and they were able to put together a stack footage, put together a whole 22-minute episode of what happened. Um, so yeah, I, that was pretty amazing, too, for, especially for them to have that footage from Friday night when they marched. But, uh, yeah, go ahead. Correct. Yeah, Friday night from the march, um, from whenever the accident occurred. I mean, um, and you're talking to the uh, – to some very high-ranking leaders, um, not just the average crockpot on the side, but, you you know, they got the David Duke popping. They got whoever the, the, the guy is. He's got five guns on him. Um, like, come on, guy, really? Like, it's, it's nowhere near what you're creating it to be. And then even if it is near what you're creating it to be, you're not squeezing, right? So I saw them out um, in their little melees back and forth looking like we're out at uh, Camelot, uh, restaurant, they out here with stick staffs, you know, uh, turning their flagpoles into uh, bow staffs, stabbing people with their with their uh, uh, flags, you know, all kinds of little shady, shaky ish. And you know, whatever I get it, I see it. But when it got gully, you know, you're ninety, well, eighty percent nerds that you know, what I'm saying like this, and that's what they're saying, like, oh, you think we just behind the keyboard? We came out in mass? No, not really. You know what I mean? Because y'all still look scruffy. Y'all wasn't about that life, et cetera, et cetera. You got a few guys in there that look like they had been um, in there for 8, 10, 12 years, neo-Nazis, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and probably your field generals. But, I mean, most most people, we're not built for this, right? So I'm going to have to go a little bit with uh, Big Rich because even living through the eyes of the camera, I felt uncomfortable because I was like, in no time, what I have felt what was just one edge of chaos, a reason for me to even be there. I'm like, B, like, I don't understand why we have any more footage. Why are you not backing up? Why are you not sliding off? Why are you not taking a better angle? Why are you getting hit in there with a bottle? 
stab with me. Why you even, why, right? And again, like you said, cats was coming all the way down from Canada, um, Montana. People was coming from everywhere to voice their quote-unquote opinion on what? You know what I mean? On what? So if you just out there, you know what I'm saying, yo, we out here 300 deep, okay, cool. There was no purpose to be out there 400 deep to, to quote-unquote stop you. Like, for what? You know, it, it's it's ugly, it's weird, but what, what? listen, if y'all would have came out there and just talked shit until y'all got tired and went home, there you go. Right? And and me personally, you know, I'm looking at all the things that's really, really popping off. You know what I'm saying? Cap not getting his job. You know, me me considering heavily, heavily considering letting this, you know, football season shoot right on by um, due to the fact, you know what I'm saying, I see other cats out there, you know, still trying to take the knee. But, you know, the statement has already been made. You know what I'm saying? You're going to take the knee, but you're not going to take – you're not going to leave the field. Hmm? So, and again, I'm not making, you know, a quarter of a million dollars and, you know, have to, have to make another decision between, you know, me backing him and not making my loot. So I'm not going to say that, you know, who am I? Because I don't, I don't make $500,000 a week. But I'm just saying, like, the whole shit is getting crazy. Like, and so, yes, Rich, I see you. And I'm glad somebody's out here looking, keeping their finger on the pulse. Ray, see you. I see you. Damn near piped into CNN. I, I know, because it's like, Five status and I was like, I don't, I don't fucking know what's going on. Like, I, I didn't even like. It, it was like mad beef, and then you know he changes on a dime. It was mad beef. He was like, yo, they, everybody but with us, and then he came out and said, goofy shit. And I was like, yo, get the fuck out of here. Like, we can't even ride with you. Three M, we can't ride with you. Uh, two other big companies, we can't ride with you. There's nothing we could do because you. Yeah, are super it was the device. total. Yeah, since um since the first um. CEO to drop Ken Frazier, the uh, African American CEO, CEO from uh, Merck. He was the first one to drop, and right after him, you had total of seven, seven more to drop within the course of like 36 hours. So yeah, and, and I mean they were really dropping like flies out of those commissions because if you remember, right after uh, Frazier, yeah, I'm sure Rich was in tune to the news. But right after Frazier dropped and Trump sent out that tweet, that angry tweet at him, I think when the next two dropped, like the next day, Trump was like, you know what, mm-hmm. it's all good. We got, you know, I got plenty more ready to replace them. But when those next four or five that came behind those uh, two after uh, Frazier, oh, now all of a sudden his people are telling him, look, all these people get ready to bounce on you. You might want to go ahead and get the jump on this and say to just disbanding both of these commissions. No, it wasn't the fact that he wanted to disband. It was going to be the fact that by probably tonight, if not tomorrow, everybody on those commissions was going to be out. And what's even crazy, right. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Meg, I'm going to let you finish, but what's even crazier no, no, is that one CEO said that from the time Trump formed that commission, he said they hadn't had one meeting to discuss a freaking thing. He said they hadn't had not one meeting to discuss anything regarding the future of manufacturing in this country. So that goes to show you anything that he won was more or less about optics, which is basically what his whole administration is about. It's about the optic. 
that and of course the fucking uh, altern- alternative facts. But you know we can get into that later. Uh, I'm sorry, comedic. I didn't mean to cut you off like that. I just wanted to get that in there. But go ahead, finish. But, but the freaky the freaky thing is is that um, like like you said, they they're claiming that he went off script, right? And, and made to me his latest set of comments. Um, and then you know I've seen pictures, whereas you know again a, a privately owned building. This is not. Uh, the White House, any it's not Camp David, nothing like this. But Trump Tower is, you know, secured by dump trucks. Nobody can't blow it up, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm just like, yo, based upon what, kid? Like this, this whole ish is crazy. And I, I don't think that, I don't think they're gonna stop it, right? I don't think it's gonna be a uh, impeachment. I don't think they're gonna get rid of him. I don't think any of that, um, you, you know, you, you don't pray for him to get capped because this boy underneath who they really wanted to be down is, is just waiting to make it the, the hotter. So, like, this is just, hey, how you doing? Um, we're up here butt naked on the podium, and you can see the color of my dirty drawers all day long because this is who we are. And I'm like, to me, or for us, it's no shock, right? So you got, like you said, characters with no mask on. Zero mask. My said, mask off. Beat down this cat with no fewer than three cameras in an in a age of motherfucking uh, uh, facial recognition, uh, which, which I want everybody to understand that that is actually what is going on when they play with the little fucking uh, little little filters on their phone and get the little dog ears. It's facial recognition. I mean, and basically it is what it is. So you database up. But nonetheless, People know who they were. Why? Because when the cat came out there with the tiki torch, and they was like, "Isn't that John from accounting?" No, it's no longer John from accounting. Your ass is fired, right? But seven cats beat one cat down to the ground. You can't get nobody arrested for that, right? Even locally, sister throws the rope. Three of her white co-parts pull the statue down. You know, shorty goes to jail easily. East Caucasians, not so much, right? So, I mean, there's no point in even talking about it. I don't even want to say it's not even a point of giving up, but it's like in the same way that I, I do not expect to run out of my house right now and slide literally to the supermarket, I don't expect there to be equity in this place. But what I, what I want these foolish characters to understand is that the characters with power, the real characters, was nowhere near that. Billy Bob John, yep. JoJo, and all the shit that y'all mm-hmm. talking about that y'all not getting and getting, no, y'all never get it. You know what I mean? Because they're going to smoke and mirror you to the situation. And now they're like, you know what? Let's just throw these whites on top of whites. Hmm. Let's throw these college students, quote-unquote, allegedly uh, Jewish supporters, which, again, these characters don't can't even trace the shit back to that. You know what I'm saying? It's just you just hating just for the sense of hate. It's, it's ridiculous. And, and I have had to ask, and we've all seen the memes, but it is real. Like, why would you keep flying the flags of failed movements? That's the shit that's weird to me. Very strange. Extremely odd. Extremely odd. You know, it's... It's funny you say that because every narrative that I've been hearing from people about that, you know, this is probably the only country <laughs> on the planet 
that wants to remember, honor, or pay tribute to those who lost the war. They say you're not going to go in Germany and see any Nazi memorials or any Hitler statues, you know, floating around, you know, strategically placed around Germany. So it's like, you know, who does that? You know, these, you know, granted to the, the irony here is that, you know, they say that, you know, generally uh, Stonewall Jackson, all these Confederate generals and stuff, they committed treason, of course, from one succeeding from the Union and then trying to go against the Union by wanting to keep something that uh, basically was about to be, you know, abolished slavery. And, you know, they talk about, okay, well, these guys were, you know, they committed treason. Not to side with that, but the irony in that I find is that, you know, uh, Washington, Jefferson, Adams, all of those guys committed treason when they left the UK. But I digress on that. And now they're patriots here in this country. But again, I just find it, you know, so crazy that, you know, our, our various state legislatures have, you know, been basically alive memory of Confederate generals or the Confederate South you know, through these memorials, through these statues, you know, whatever, whatever. And as everybody said, hey, you want to, you know, keep that part of history, then put it where it belongs. Put it, you know, put it in a museum. Don't have it on state grounds, you know, in front of uh, official government buildings or in parks, you know, whatever, in front of high schools, you know, that put that ish in a museum. You know, that way people, they want to learn their, History or learn that part of history They go to a museum and learn about it As with pretty much anything else in this country But uh Anyway man it, it, again, you know what? It's, it's, Hold up hold up hold up Rich If you can hold that thought let me get L Cause L <laughs> been sitting up here listening to us All go back and forth L any thoughts on Charlottesville Or um Or Trump's Reply Peep the irony. A white female dies at a KKK rally in the country. In the in the country is is you know, everybody is amazed and everybody goes up in up in arms and oh my god, these white supremacists and racists. When was I supposed to give a fuck? I knew that was coming. I watched what about black you, people baby? die. No, pause. Yep. I watch black people die on television. Be assaulted. Shot to death. Beat to death. Killed to death. And this one cracker, this one, this one white lady, she get hit by a car. We're not even going to talk about the nigga that jumped in front of her and got, like, his legs broke to try to say that this life. Right? And all of a sudden, the world is like, oh. You know, and, and, and another thing, Al, he gets elbowed, and, and, and because he gets elbowed, And it's like, yeah, it's been like two days, bro. You might want to say something. Donald Trump said something. 
and everybody calling home a racist. Like we've been new home. Like he like like we've been new that like we didn't already know that he was that that he was a racist, a misogynist, a capitalist, all kind of is. All of the is. One percent is all of the is, and we surprised that when you're conflicted, like. We knew he wouldn't be able to handle a 9-11. We knew he wouldn't be able to handle a Shady Hook. We knew he wouldn't be able to handle um, anything of that kind of magnitude. So why are we we amazed or surprised by his response now? This motherfucker still won't, out of collusion, to say the least, or out of out of out of conflicted interests, won't even release his holdings, his business holdings, while he's in office. He's still making money, millions, billions of dollars, while in office. And nobody has pushed the button. We was trying to figure out whether the fuck uh, Obama was as African as his father was. Hell, we tried to impeach fucking Clinton for getting some head. He ain't caused a war. He ain't dipped the, the economy. He got his dick sucked. And they was ready to get him the fuck out of there. Well, me being of the same age, quote unquote, in the same peer group age range as Philando Castile, as as uh, uh, Sterling, can't think of his name right now, um, as the other brother from New York that got. That Alton Sterling and the, and the other brother got choked out. Me being in the same region, I'm in my late thirties, early forties. Same age range, young, black, and I deal with and I deal with law enforcement on a, on a, almost on a semi regular basis due to due, due to my job. I'm supposed to give them. Well, one thing I will, one thing Just I will say is, one thing I will say is, no disrespect to that white girl that lost her life, because that's fucked up. Nobody should die in, in the, not so much the protest, but, but in, you know, in, in the act of their first commandment, uh, their first commandment rights, you know what I'm saying, which is, you know, the, the freedom of speech, you know what I'm saying, so you're protesting, somebody else protesting. Okay, that's a mental words. that's dialogue, you know what I'm saying, that's dialogue. But a white woman dies at a, at a KKK rally, and I'm supposed to get the fuck out of here. But, you know, one thing one thing that I like, and, and granted, she did lose her life, is that, and I've been watching the constant media coverage of this, is that DeAndre Harris, who was the uh, 20-year-old kid, which Comedic referenced earlier, um, was a 20-year-old young man who got beat down uh 
bomb members of the KKK and these uh, neo-Nazis and stuff inside of a garage that was right next to the police station. And when his friend said he tried to get the police come help, they just stood there like, you know, hey, that's not our job. That's not our responsibility. And um, I haven't seen an equal amount of media coverage given to Mr. Harris. As None. They, where the wrongful death? Where, where, where did, 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 did this young, did, 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 this brother, did he, did he lose his life? Did he lose his life? Well, he, did. he was another uh, victim of, you know, the brutality that took place there. And like I said, again, this goes back to media bias, but I'm, I'm going to move on from that. Um, as I said, this right here, and, and you know, again, for everything before, that we should... Before, 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 before we move on, I just, I just want to ask this question to all, to, to, to all three of y'all. Being the, the being the type of brother that y'all know me to be, you know what I'm saying, for as long as we've been doing this, right? You know what I'm saying? And just in the response to this to, to just just to this particular topic. You know what I'm saying? Am I wrong for not giving a Am I wrong for just skipping the channel over the over the over like I'm supposed to carry on? Am I wrong for not giving a entire oblique front? Like none whatsoever. I'm good. I'm all fucked up. You're not, I am you're, all you're not you're not you're not giving a fuck about what though. What is it exactly no, that like, you don't like the whole okay, okay, like 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 that, that the whole... woman lost her life that the white as as he started, Rich, the irony is that this white woman lost her life at the KKK rally. No, 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 hold on, Ray, hold on, Ray, 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 let, let him answer that, because I don't think he's okay. saying that specifically. That's why I'm asking him again. It's, it's not even, it's, it's, I'm saying it's not even that, okay, Bung, like, like, everybody, like, not everybody, but, like, the whole uproar is that this young woman lost her life, you know what I'm saying, at, at, at you know what I'm saying, at, the, at this protest, right? But I'm supposed to give a fuck. Not individually or specifically about that young lady, you know what I'm saying, which was unfortunate, you know what I'm saying, in and of itself. But I'm supposed to give a fuck after everything that we have felt and gone through up until now due to every kind of race, every kind of ism there is, you know what I'm saying, and still that we are that we are still dealing with, I'm supposed to give a fuck about some white about some white lady dying at a KKK rally? Am I wrong for not giving a fuck? Am, am, am I, like, like insensitive to the matter or something? Like, on some real shit? Yeah, that's, that, that's, why, that's why I wanted to ask him again, Ray, because... And that's what first, I said. That, that was the question. That's what he posed when he started, that, you know, should I give a F that this lady lost her life in the KKK rally? I'm going to chalk it up to this right here, and it's the same thing I said about the young lady who was a part of the group that pulled the um, Confederate statue down right next door to us in Durham, North Carolina. They got arrested, which Comedic also mentioned in comparison to uh, DeAndre Harris. So here's the thing. A lot of times when we see an injustice being done to us, and when I say us, I mean black people, we as a whole will act out on emotion, you know, whether it's uh, rioting in the street, whether it's vandalism as was what this young lady did in Durham, but I get it, 
It's an emotional response. And that's how I'm going to look at Elle's uh, comment, statement. It's an emotional response because you said when you look at, you know, you see stuff like, you know, as Elle said, Philando Castile, Alton Sterling, Mike Brown, Eric Garner, all these people who have lost their lives at the hands of uh, law enforcement, you know, it, it makes you angry and, and really pissed off to a point where you see all of this coverage given for someone of another ethnicity, you know, being get, getting all this coverage and talking about how such a tragedy it is, but not, you know, getting the same kind of uh, empathy or sympathy towards, you know, someone of the melanin, you know, persuasion. So I get it. It's an emotional response, and that's what I'll chalk, you know, L's comment up to as an emotional response. Is it right? That that's only that that's only for L, you know, to answer. I'll I'll leave it at that. I, I'll take the Trump supporters or or fellow Republicans route and say, you know, that that's for L to respond. Me personally, I would say no, it's not right. But again. L is responding out of emotional content. So, go ahead, Big Rich. Um, you know your 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 feel your feelings are your own, L. That's that's just kind of that's just kind of uh, plain and simple. And there is, you know, you we all can have. Uh, a feeling, a feeling about something, and not agree on the way that we approach those feelings. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, are you wrong? Nope, I don't think you're. I don't think you're wrong. Do I agree with how you feel about that? Nope, I don't. But those are your feelings, and 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 and, and how you choose to approach that is yours. But do I know? That you don't like that 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 you don't like hate, just like any just like all the rest of us. I also know that. So therefore, you know, I, I can't I can't say I can't say you wrong because that's the way you feel because I still know you're a good person, and I still know you know that that you 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 despise hate just like all the rest of us. Think about it when you talk about the world going up in arms and going crazy about this one white woman. That, that that lost their life out of the situation at a KKK rally, I, I would tend to disagree just a little bit as far as whether or not the media is treating it way more, um, way giving it way 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 more coverage than they've given uh, Alton Sterling or or um, or Trevor uh, Trevor Trayvon Martin. Or uh, or other people, and the reason why is because we've been on this subject for going on almost an hour, and still ain't none of us called her name. We've all said this young lady. Uh, I called her name uh, when I was, her name was Heather Heyer. I called her name when I was comparing her to um the the situation that happened to DeAndre Harris, the twenty year old. So actually, I did call her by name. Okay, yeah, but my point, Ray, is that we we didn't we're not all sitting here saying it and knowing it off the top of our heads and knowing it off the tip of our tongues the way we've known about these other situations. Yeah, yeah so, I got so, I got you. So, 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 um, I don't, I don't know if the world, you know, stopped and stood still when this woman lost her life. I, I, I don't think, I don't think that they did that. 
And I think it's bad that anybody loses their life. And especially to hate. Especially to hate. So. Let me get Comedic in again real quick. Comedic, did you want to respond to L about should he feel the way he feel? Or is he wrong for feeling the way he feel about uh, Miss Hire? No, I mean. Because I will have to circle with um, Rich to say, you know, it's a feeling. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like I almost can't take it, but somebody may say to me, that's cowardice. Why am I not out here um, expressing myself in a certain kind of way? Do I not know that this is right or not right? Um, to be absolutely honest, the facts that I had, I didn't even know that a white woman had gotten killed. I said it was a black woman had gotten killed and two state troopers of I don't know their origin. I don't know enough about it, but then again, you got to consider that's media. Right, you know what I'm saying. I mean, you know, let any three conspiracy people say say it. You know what I'm saying. There's a lot of false flag things pops up. I'm not saying this is one, but I'm just saying if you remember the, the very odd Dallas situation when it's supposed to be all these people shooting and then they're like, oh no, it's fireworks, it's pyrotechnic. Like, what the fuck is really going on? Because something was going on. If you remember, let's go another six months beyond that when they had the quote unquote drill going through Miami and they had um, Black Hawk helicopters going through. Uh, downtown Miami, like lower than the skyscrapers. What was that? We really, honestly, always don't know. You know what I'm saying? But the freaky, 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 freaky thing is, is I don't want a whole bunch of people that feel like they're bullied for nothing, entitled with nothing, being about nothing, literally going out, fighting, spraying each other with mace, carrying firearms, Eventually, somebody's going to get shot, killed for zero effect. It has nothing to do with nothing. And and the more mm. these things pop up, the more people that are like me maybe are closed off or, or checked out. And while we're checked out and while we're not looking and now we're not seeing, everything else is going on, right? So it's, it's, you want to know why people are stirring things up, and, and, and I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But but I also understand that, you know, I've been 10 years younger. I've been 20 years younger. You know what I mean? I've, I've, I've been short-sighted enough to become a statistic, you know, and not, right? So, I mean, this is what it is. But we also do know that this is the response they're looking for, right? This is the response they're looking for. Like like they said before in the Middle East, you, you come over here, you claim that you, you're saving us, you bomb us. Every one of your bombs is a damn recruiting uh, uh, flyer for uh, for Hamas, for for ISIS, four four four, because all you are is somebody that we don't know bombing us. My sister got blown up by your bomb. You know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna go out here and give me one of these sand missiles. When I see you fly by again, I'm gonna blow you out this guy. No matter who you are, for what purpose? Like what the fuck? Why are we even over there over a resource that you ain't got nothing to do with? Because you can't even feed your family. Well, I'm dropping bombs on your barren land because I need that oil. Right, like it has nothing to do with anybody, but you got to keep stirring. It's got to be conflict, and you know, achieved conflict. I just want to say one more thing before we move mm. on, and this is a thought for people who probably didn't give it much thought or pay much attention to it. You guys remember when um, the protests and stuff? happened in Ferguson. I'm not talking about the rioting and the looting, but when the protests started in Ferguson and um, after Mike Brown was killed and 
you know, similar protests in Baltimore and other cities. You notice how quickly, you know, the city mobilized their police forces. And, I mean, they came out there with stuff that they had gotten from Department of Justice, you know, military-grade stuff. They came out here in, like, full battle gear, you know, ready to go to war with protesters. If you saw the images yeah. from Saturday, this past Saturday, and they showed one of the militia groups that was there, and these guys Yo, were, like, they armed. came out and they yeah, responded yeah, they with tanks out, and armored like, personnel carriers. Yeah, out there with, like, Bushmasters, you know, and, and all sorts of weaponry, automatic, semi-automatic weaponry. And these guys had on body armor. I mean, these guys were ready to go to war. And yet the image of the cops there was that they were standing sideline. There was even one video image I saw of the main organizer of the Unite the Right rally. When a fight broke out in his proximity, he took off running. And I saw a white cop and ultimately a black cop and another cop come to his aid to rush him away from the fight. And I was sitting up here saying to myself, now, you know, we all know what would have happened if, you know, a bunch of black guys showed up armed like those militia groups did, or it would have been a complete bloodbath out there. And it would have been, you know, from the cops, because they would have automatically opened fire, seeing, you know, all these black men come out here with these automatic weapons. Hell, we see how they act against weaponless black people. (laughs) So... Yeah, I, I, just, I just wanted to point that out because it shows that even without Trump's rhetoric, you know, we are still divided, this country, based on the actions of law enforcement when it comes to dealing with blacks or other minorities versus dealing with whites. I wanted to put that out there. All right, yo, we're going to take a break real quick. And when we come back, we're going to get into something that happened last week that actually had me just a bit giddy, and I was glad they did it because it was a nice little homage. So I'll know where I'm going with this when you hear the track. So y'all group X4, and we'll be back to get into more discussions. Once again, this is The Cypher. If you want to join us, hit us up at 818-369-0344. That's 818-369-0344. Zero three four four. Y'all groove to this. We'll be back and forth. I'm a 
Yeah, I bet a sucker could ever spend But I wouldn't give a sucker or a bum from the rock And not a dime till I made it again Everybody go, oh, hell, move, hell What you gonna do today? I'm gonna get a fly girl, gonna get some spank And drive off in a death OJ Everybody go, oh, hell, move, hell Holiday in Say if your girl stop acting up Then you take a friend I'm out the G Oh my melon is on you, so what you gonna do? Well it's on and on and on and on and on The beat don't stop until the break of dawn I said a M-A-S, a T-E-R, a G with a double E I said I go by the unforgettable name of the man they call a Master G Well, my name is known all over the world By all the five ladies and the pretty girls I'm going down in history as the baddest rapper that ever could be Now I'm feeling the highs and you're feeling the lows The beat starts getting into your toes You start pumping your fingers and stomping your feet And moving your body while you're sitting in your seat And then damn, they start doing the freak I said damn, I'll ride it out of your seat Then you throw your hands high in the air You're rocking to the beat, shake your dairy you're rocking to the beat without a care Who's the show a shot MCs for the affair Now I'm not as tall as the rest of the gang But I rap to the beat just the same I got a little faith and a pair of rhymes All I'm getting to ladies is hypnotized I sing it on and on and on and on and on The beat don't stop until the break of dawn I sing it on and on and on and on and on Like a hot buddy to pop, to pop, to pop Give it, give it, pop, to pop, pop You don't dare stop or come alive, y'all Give me what you got I guess by now you can take a hunch And find that I am the big Uh-oh, was it muted? L, did you mute yourself? 
right? Maybe he did, or maybe uh, stepped stepped aside. What was your thoughts on that uh, tribute, comedic? No, nah, I um, no, nah, I had it, I had it, I had it on mute, and then my okay. fingers were wet, so I couldn't, check, I couldn't uh, open Google, my screen. Get a chance to check out Google's tribute to hip hop last week, L. No, I didn't. I missed it. I missed it. I seen something with uh, something else on the book with uh, with Cool Herc on it, but I I didn't see that. Google is 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 good for doing little stuff like that. I actually kind of commend them. It's, it's kind of ingenious the way they the way they do stuff like that. But I didn't I didn't right. see that. I'm gonna, I'm a go ahead. I'm sorry. Was you was Giddy uh on it comedic when you saw it? It's always because I saw your cousin put. Post about it first before I'd even checked it out. Yeah, I thought. Um, actually, I'm not. Sure. I can't remember who that was. I think it was just like a, um, a good friend of mine. She put it up there and then added me in. But regardless, um, like Al said, I mean, when you pretty much the surveyors of all knowledge, um, you know about everything. But the cool thing, like I said, like how long did it take them to make that interface? How long did it take for them to get those records? And then, then they really, because like, I, I went through the entire crate. I screenshotted every every song in case I didn't know. Um, and then, you know, they also showed to the um, ingenuity, excuse me, ingenuity of hip hop because, <laughs> excuse me, one of the records in the crate was a poker record. You know what I mean? So it's just like you know, and that that kind of sort of reminds me of um, Malcolm McLaren and Duck Rock. And uh, Buffalo Bells and, and, their, and their little situation. So um, it, it just shows that you know anything goes um, when it comes to hip hop. Uh, it was just great. I, I saw that they gave some love to Prince Paul. Um, let him put up some original instrumental tracks, you know, for your movement. But like I said, as an interface, it was really cool all the way around. Well, according to one of the um, designers who worked for Google, uh, she said that what they did with that doodle, she said it was one of the most technologically challenging designs that her and her team had to work on because of all the voices, collaborators that they wanted to include. So they said, you know, the engineers, they wanted to do justice to the important role hip-hop plays in people's lives while shedding light on the genre's diversity. So they said that was really challenging for them to – Put that all together like that. Like I said, it was definitely a treat for those of us hip hop fans, those who never spun a record that you know uh, got a chance to actually, you know, kind of sort of without the physical vinyl and the uh, Newmark mixer to get that done. But uh, it, it was it was tight. I thought that was pretty cool. But yo, it, it's something really interesting that I found, yo. I was trying to find because they marked that day. It was. August the 11th, 1973, so 44 years ago. So technically by that time, there were no rap records because considered really the first rap record to really break out was the one I just played, which came out six years later in 79. But I'm just wondering, and I was trying to find it but couldn't find to save my life, what playlist or what, you know, what actually was Cool Hurt using the breaks for? I'm assuming it was probably disco and maybe some, you know, old soul tracks. Because, you know, that's actually, using actually, the instrumentals, you know, which created, you know, the break, so to speak, that he was uh, spinning for that party in 1973. I was trying to get the playlist, but what I did find. Because when when I went to see Flash, he dissected it, and it only made sense. Because you got to consider, we was we was kind of sort of honestly both 
alive at that time. So, I mean, it wasn't like we was in the club at that time, but we was alive. So the break is going to be on the 12-inch, and it's, it's really yeah. the, where the break is. So you're going to have two, you're going to have a, a verse, of course, a verse, of course, then this extended break, that area, mm-hmm. you're going to have a chorus and a refrain. That which area was, which is going to be on it. Which was considered the dub version back when we were, you know, in a vinyl back Correct. in the twelve inch. Correct. Yeah. So that all that area right there could be can be on any song, which is why all these songs because you gotta consider the funky drummer, that shit was on a forty five. A forty five is like Yeah, it was what? on a forty five. Three, three minutes. They weren't three minutes twelve. 40, they seconds. weren't they weren't pressing twelve inches back then. No, but what I'm stating is but yeah, but Still, by the physical amount of fabric, that means the song itself could only have been three minutes, quote unquote, as KRS would say, three minutes and some seconds, and close to the three minute and forty eight seconds, almost four minutes. Like, like physically, yeah. you can't fit no more on there. Physically, an album is only gonna be at tops thirty eight minutes because you can't fit no more lines on a piece of plastic. It just is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. So the cool, cool yeah. shit is, like, when he broke it down, he was like, and he kept asking it over and over, which, which. Why I thought that I would maybe go see it one more time, you know what I'm saying? And like I said, I would maybe go see um, Jazzy Jeff more than once because he likes to cater his show to wherever he's going to. He wants to always put some local flavor into his show, so it's never always the same show. But he just kept saying it over and over again. He was like, B, he said, we made hip-hop. All the samples from hip-hop were before hip-hop. What were they? And he just kept playing, kept playing Jackson, kept playing Motown. He's like, all yeah. the riffs, all the four on four, everything is all soul music, which is why the vibrations always make hits because it's it's a hit record already. So he was he was dissecting it to the to his lowest co founder. He's like, No, be real talk. Like you know it. You know it, but let me show it to you. So like the masters of it, like Premier, who really chopped the fuck out of a sample so you can't Really tell, but it still has the essence. So you still got the beat, and you still have the energy. Are some amazing characters themselves by flipping it, um, rather than um, characters where, like I said, once you find out where these songs are sampled from, you like shit. They ain't do nothing but rap on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like all these songs are already songs already, um, and all these songs are already you know classic, amazing things. And I'm really gonna go into breakbeat science. As this year goes on, because it's it's, it's amazing when you think about what's done. It's amazing okay. when you think about what's done. Well, go, going back to what I was going to say, I found earlier, and I thought it was real interesting. I guess you know before flyers or before they had money to, to press for you know flyers for you know uh, hip hop parties because we know they had the big you know, flyers or, or billboards they would put on the side of abandoned buildings, you know, or the parties, you know, in the 60s or artists performing, you know, here and there. But they show an actual index card. You remember the little index card with the red line at the top, all the blue lines underneath of it? They show an index card that I guess, I don't know if Cool Herc himself did it or somebody else did it for him, and it reads, a DJ Cool Herc party, back to school jam, Place, 1520 Sedgwick Ave, which, of course, is in the Bronx. Then he had in a quotation marks, rec room, date August the 11th, 1973, time, 9 p.m. to 4 a.m., admission, 25 cent for the ladies, 50 cent for the fellas, <laughs> given by Cool Herc 
and they had, you know, like the eyes, the zeros colored in as the eyes. How we used to do stuff in the early days before graffiti. And I just thought that was, you know, awesome to see that. I was like, wow. But, uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so I, thought, I thought that was real cool. Yeah, he was doing quarter 50-cent parties in 73. So, but, yeah, that was that actual uh, card, I guess. I don't know if they passed it around the neighborhood to let everybody know that he was having this uh, this party. Now, I thought when I first read about that, they said this was a birthday party for a sister, but they billed it as a back-to-school jam because, of course, school was still out. And he even put that in the bottom of the uh, of the index card, says school's still out. So, basically, I'll bring your ass into the party. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Man, that's sorry. great. Yeah, hate you missed that, Rich man. You would have really uh, enjoyed that that uh, doodle that yeah, because like I said, that was really um, tight. So yeah, I would, I definitely would have loved that. All right, and <laughs> I'm gonna play something real quick because it's not fair to just acknowledge hip hop. You know, one thing we try to do is you know commemorate and honor different genres of music even ones that we may not be that big on, <laughs> but <laughs> I can imagine hey, hey, what Ellis I can imagine what Ellis gonna say when I play this, so I'm gonna play this real quick because it's short. It's only like two minutes and some seconds and this is also gonna commemorate uh <laughs> something as well. So yo, y'all get into this, we'll be right back in two for uh discussions. <laughs> You ain't nothing but a hammer
Boy, Ray, I swear I was trying to find that. I was trying to find it so I could cut that shit off. That was two minutes and 20 <laughs> seconds too long. It was a hey, two minutes and 13 seconds. Wait, why that shit gotta be directed at me though? Like the fuck? Why I got? Why I gotta get the shout out on that bullshit? That's fucked up. <laughs> nah, cause we just knew you was coming with the uh, Chuck G voice from uh, <laughs> from Fight the Power. But... Yo, I swear to, yo, I was yo. Listen, 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 listen. I was trying to figure out that line. I was trying to figure that line so hard. I was like, what are you saying? What are you saying? To be straight up racist. The was simple as. Fuck him and John Wayne. Oh man. That's why. That's why. That's why I told Ray. I said we got to dedicate this to L because we know how he gonna. You know how he gonna feel about it. Yes, today is um is the 40th anniversary of uh, Elvis Presley's death. He died uh, August the 16th, 1977. And the reason I wanted to bring up Elvis is not from it being the anniversary of his death. Because I saw this article, and I thought about how this may be something that we might end up seeing with our dearly departed uh, black entertainers. So they, uh, I guess the, the people who... Or the the um, the uh, what do you call them? The um, whoever operates Graceland or whatever, whoever has control of that, they say is operated by Elvis Presley Enterprises. I think uh, his widow Priscilla has a fifteen percent stake in that. But every year, people since his death, every year people they they basically make a pilgrimage to Graceland where uh, Elvis is buried to the grave site. And, you know, they hold a candlelight vigil. Well, this year, fans were pretty ticked off because <laughs> the estate or whatever is charging them $28.75 to visit Elvis' grave this year. And this wasn't nothing that they, I guess, announced like a year in advance or even six months in advance. I think they kind of just sprung this on them like last minute because people started making their way, you know, to the grave site, I want to say, yesterday. But um, they're upset about it. It's like, hey, for the last 39 years, it's been free, so why are you charging now? And according to, you know, the people who upkeep, you know, Graceland, is grave and all of that, they said that, you know, in order to keep everyone safe and have an enjoyable and meaningful event, they was like, yo, they had to pay for updated security measures. And they said not only that, but <clears throat> they also made upgrades uh, to this entertainment complex, you know, in the tourist attraction, which they said cost them like $45 million. So we got to figure they got to recoup that money back. <laughs> so some fans, you know, were like, hey, ain't a big deal. You go see anybody else, you know, they charge a fee. So they were cool with it. But quite a few of them, you got divided Elvis fans because a lot of them was like, nah, F that. We ain't going. We ain't paying to go see something that's been free for the last 39 years since his death. But, you know, hey, it's what it is. Hey, and man, times change. Say what else? Times change, man. Like, I'm saying, like, listen, if if my parents had to pay whatever the, whatever the ticket price was, 
you know what I'm saying, or the initial fee was for, for me to go to the Martin Luther King Memorial, you know what I'm saying, and to, and to, and to see his little museum, then y'all got to pay for Elvis. The fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I sat there and I thought about that for a second. I said, so damn, if, if they decide to turn uh, Prince's Paisley Park estate into like a museum, a tourist attraction, or if he happened to be buried anywhere on the grounds, if they going <laughs> to charge people, what, $50? Because you got to remember, this is a black celebrity. Yeah, this ain't Elvis. <laughs> going to charge him, what, $50 to go visit his grave site and visit, you know, his estate or whatever? I mean, if they decide to turn it in, if his sister decides to turn it into a museum or whatnot, well, hell, even Michael Jackson, uh, for that matter, they decided to turn Never Never Ranch into a museum and whatnot, you know. Did they? They turned Never Never Land into a museum? No, I said if they did. I don't did know it? if they did. I don't even know if oh, Never Never Land. Yo, because, yo, I, I, don't, I don't even, I don't even think they, they estate owns that no more. I think they sold that when he, you know what I'm saying, when, 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 when he started going to trial, when, when they, you know what I'm saying, when they was going after all this bread and shit. But that nigga got money. He made Paul McCartney buy back. Actually, you know, this shit. Actually, you know what, L? I think I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll look that up, Ray. And I know, I know you're good at looking stuff up too. But I think L is right. But I think it happened right after he got acquitted. Right okay. after he got acquitted, yeah. all the charges they they unloaded that they was like, let's get rid of this place. This is so so we don't yeah. want to be associated with this place no more. And, yeah, and they, they were saying he was going through money problems and all of this shit. You know what I'm saying? And like he had to pay for Johnny Cochran and all them niggas, yeah. Yeah, because that's what, when he got acquitted, and then he went to go live with some prince somewhere. Some, mm. In some country. <laughs> some prince was like, yo, come kick it, let's kick it over here for a while. Okay. All right, like I said, I just thought that was interesting. I was like, wow. That's the thing you imagine, never, never you know. Never Neverland. Had, I I I go they, to, they I'd go to Neverland. Never These cats, they gonna they gonna I, start, I go to you know, somebody. I guess, and and something else interesting I didn't know that I uh, learned, which I figure a lot of celebrities, you know, their estates still make money, you know, in their death. But they said Elvis is still the the highest uh, grossing deceased celebrity. They said that yep. he actually. Um, even in death, he still averages twenty. I think they said last year he made twenty-seven million. His estate did so. Yep. So Lisa Marie and ain't hurt for nothing. You dead? Still making that kind of paper? <laughs> They're saying, damn, twenty-seven mil. Said he was the highest uh, paid deceased celebrity. Twenty-seven million is what uh, his. It, it made it like. made me think of that joke. It made me think of that joke that uh, Cedric the Entertainer told at Buddy Max's funeral. <laughs> what he said, man, I got it in Chicago. Buddy Max's funeral was the hottest ticket in town. Yeah, he said, I saw people at the, I saw people at the Herald Chicken talking about, yo, let me get, you got two tickets? Let me get, let me get two tickets to that funeral. Let me, let me get, let me get two, two down, down in front. Wow. All right. <laughs> 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 oh boy! <laughs> All right, so, but they so, comedians. So, so at least, 
at least three of us up here, with the exception of L, you say he doesn't follow it, are fans and followers of Game of Thrones. So, that said, have you guys saw the story that came out um, a couple weeks ago? We didn't do the show last week for me to mention it then. But the uh, two of the writers for the show, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, are developing a new HBO series called Confederate. Yep. And this uh, series, you know, created by the um, Game of Thrones writers, is going to focus on an alternate history in which the American South won the Civil War and war slavery is legal in half of the country. So it says the series specifically revolves around a series of events that lead to the third American Civil War and includes depictions of modern, you know, modern-day slavery. So, of course, you got some people are just beside themselves. One young lady... Um, Named uh, April Rain She was the woman behind the viral Oscars so white Hashtag and protest Back in 2015 And she's encouraging people to protest The series online by using the hashtag No confederate So now Here's the thing And of course we see Slavery shows Whether it's um, Movies like 12 Years a Slave or, or the Nat Turner Revolt, um, Birth of a Nation, or the TV series that was canceled underground. You know, we see, you know, seeing shows about slavery is, is nothing new. But I'm wondering if the backlash behind this is because, one, you got two white guys writing it, and two, the fact that it depicts this alternate history where slavery, where the South had won the Civil War. I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on it because until you actually see an episode of the series, because there are some people who feel like this show is going to glamorize slavery, you know, basically give white nationalists more of a reason to carry on, you know, the way that they're carrying on the Trump administration. So I wanted to get you guys' thoughts. Do y'all think this is a bad idea or... Oh hey, don't don't dim it until you actually see an episode of it. Uh, being a resident diehard uh, Game of Thrones fans, comedic, I'll let you get first crack at it. What's your thoughts on this uh, new series that these brothers are creating? I mean, I'm not interested. I mean, I'm, I'm not I'm not interested in. Um, I wasn't interested in the underground. I wasn't interested in the reboot of, of Roots. Wasn't interested in twelve, twelve things slave. I'm just, I'm not interested anymore in seeing it because I can have to turn my face away from any forty second clip on Facebook and be just as demoralized. So I'm really not interested. I mean, I, I, I know my history, so I'm good. You know. Um, now, one cool little caveat slash twist is, I believe that they already have a series that kind of sort of is based on a twist in history. Because I, I don't know where it was, but it was a, a show within the last year that was basically based on if the Nazis had won the war. Um, so that was, I don't know what cable network USA that was on, whatever, whatever. So, I mean, they've done the what if stories and, you know, okay. But, I mean, so. I mean, and it's not even in a militant way, but 
you could you could you could post any five rom coms um, based on like a maybe like a Steel Magnolias or just shit that that I can't or really don't have any cultural foothold to be interested in. So okay. nah, it's not. I mean, you know, it's probably gonna be great because you say it's on HBO. It's gonna be a beast. But you know, there's two, three things that I, I never watched on HBO. You know, one thing I didn't watch, I never watched that um, the, the cowboy joint, whatever that was, Dogwood or some ish. I never watched oh, it. Oh, Deadwood. Yeah, Deadwood. I never, I never watched it. Um, so you know, maybe stuff like that, or, or um, what was the other fly one? I think it was on another joint with the bikers in it. Um, the family of bikers. Uh, I, I never watched that. Anarchy. Oh, uh, anarchy. anarchy. On, yeah. um, I think. I heard that. Yeah. I heard it was beast. I heard it was realistic. All, all anybody I know, and I got a couple of friends in bike clubs, and they were like, "Nah, it's really, it's really deep. It's really real." And I'm like, "Cool," but I'm not really interested. So, I mean, same. You know, they're gonna probably make money, but I, I'm, I'm not gonna watch it. Okay. Cool. All right, L. I know you're not a big Game of Thrones fan, but what's your thoughts on uh, the series coming to HBO? I, I I think it's I think it's more programming. <clears throat> I think it's propaganda. I'm gonna I'm, I'm tell you why. Again, we all kind of we, we we all got a good grasp on our history. We all know what's going on. Um, and and Kemetic Kemetic made a um <clears throat> he he made a reference on it a, 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 a couple times in, in past conversations. And he made reference to um, Hitler and how he propagandized the people to get ready, to make them ready physically and mentally for what happened, for for the Dachau, for the Auschwitz, for the you know for for the for that the whole birth of the Third Reich, right? <clears throat> how we did it through how we did it through radio, how we did it through speech. How we did it through, you know, through through flyers and and posters and portrait and and and, 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 and literature, all of that, right? Now, since we such a visible people, we always want to see video or something, whether it's whether we watching it on, <clears throat> whether we taking videos of ourselves and posting it, uh, social media, whether we watching, you know, videos on our phone, whether it's Hulu, Roku, Netflix, you know what I'm saying, all of these series and television. Um, we're seeing all of these visual images. Um, everybody want to bring up uh, uh, slavery. You know what I'm saying where where we were, you know, where where, where we were all, all these oppressive and, and dehumanizing uh, uh, images of, of what were done to us. You know what I'm saying as 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 people of color first getting here, and I think all of that, even with this. In a, in a in a in a Trump era, yeah, you know I'm saying is 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 gearing us or preparing us visually to this shit that's about that that that's that, that's about to jump off. Yeah, you know I'm saying we've seen increasing increasing in in, in <clears throat> brutal attacks on people of color. Yeah, you know I'm saying, and it just gets shrugged off. Yeah, you know I'm saying by white folk. You want to you want to put it on the screen, but you don't want to deal with the underlying with, with the underlying issues 
that 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 are that that are ba- that that this country is battling with. Like you don't want to talk about slavery. You want you don't want to talk about how the quote unquote one percent was put in a position of of, of power, both economically, educationally, and 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 even politically, um, and, and systematically due to slavery. But you want to keep reminding us that 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 slavery happened. You don't want to deal with all the issues that come from it, but you want to keep reminding us that it happened. You know what I'm saying? You want to give us the what if the South won the war. You want to give us the 12 years of slave. You want to give us the, 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 the reboot of roots. You want to give us the underground. You want to give us all of these images. You know what I'm saying? You even you even want to give us romanticized tales like, like, like Django. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and let, let that fly and, 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 and let that set. But you don't want to deal with the deep line, the the, the, the underlying issues that that we know we've been systematically oppressed. We know we just we switched. You know what I'm saying? We not switched roles, but you gave it another name. You know what I'm saying? Once we were quote unquote freed. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's I think it's propaganda. You know what I'm saying? I think you're trying to prepare us that you or or. or not only that you're trying to prepare us, but you, you remember you niggas is cattle. You know what I'm saying? You 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 niggas is niggas. You know what I'm saying? So in our mind, even in 2017, three four generations removed from slavery, you black men are still a slave. <clears throat> and had it not been, had it not been politically correct at the time to free you, you would still be in outright legal bondage than what you are now. <clears throat> All right. Rich, you wanna uh, chime in on the uh <clears throat> on the idea of this uh series? Yeah, I'll I'll say what I was gonna say, but uh, but but let me ask this question real quick because 'cause I'm 'cause my thing is gonna be real short. So, L, so you're telling me two writers, one from Ireland, one from Scotland, these two motherfuckers are, pro- are proposing the propaganda about slavery and 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 uh, the continued disenfranchise disenfranchisement of the black man. That's what you're saying. Two motherfuckers from Ireland and Scotland. That's what you're telling me. Let's let's also add, let's add, add add another thing in there as well, Big Rich. They're not the only two writing this. There are also two other writers, an African American brother and sister, that are also writing with yeah, them. Yeah, that's right. They're that's getting right. top billing, of course, because they are known for being the writers for Game of Thrones. But there are two other African Americans writing this uh, series with them as well. I think it as an entirety is being is being grit is being greenlit because of the idea behind it as propaganda. Okay. 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 Well, right. uh, my, you my, know, we my, didn't we didn't we didn't say something we didn't say something similar when uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor was in um, Twelve Years a Slave, and that was actually written by a brother. Um. As was uh, the Nat Turner Revolt movie, Birth of a uh, Nation, which was written by uh, the actor who, you know, was facing some uh, 
legal issues right before his movie came out, which believe which he believed was probably one of the things that hurt, you know, uh, his movie in the theaters. But um, <clears throat> but and yeah, you let, right, and, you, and you let that, and you and you let you let that you let that rape case that he that he dealt with and was acquitted of in college affect. Affect a, a, a motion picture where he showed <clears throat> where where he showed or or or, or where he he did almost almost a biop of a black man who let a revolt uh, 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 who let a, a let a revolt against slavery that was like I'm tired I'm good we gonna we we, we <clears throat> and and we gonna get free because the Bible say so. I want to go ahead and jump off of this one. Rich, go ahead and um and give your thoughts on it real quick because you wanted to get to your uh, Ezekiel Elliott story, and I wanted to get one more track in here before we wind down. I see we're just under 30 now, coming up on 25 minutes. So I hate to cut you off on that, L, but I'm trying to get, you know, this no, stuff no, to No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm um, a what were you going to say, Rich, regarding the series so I could uh, – Take the break and then yeah, get you my, back. Like I, like I, yeah, like I said, my thing is gonna be real short. Um, I uh, I was intrigued by it. I am still intrigued by it. However, after this weekend just happened and what yeah. other fallout may happen from this weekend, I uh-huh. I'm I'm looking I'm looking to where I think that I'm gonna see them either postpone this or cancel the series and not and not bring it out. So uh, I'm, 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 you know, I'm inclined to believe I'm inclined to believe that with you, Big Rich, because yeah, you remember how when um, God, I can't think of the movie. It was a movie that was coming out, or several movies throughout history that were coming out, but they either had to change the name of the movie because of something that happened, or they had to uh, out out postpone the movie coming out because of you know they looked at it as being uh, insensitive. The most recent one I can think of is the Ben Stiller flick. Um, I can't remember what it, the title was when it came out, but it was scheduled to come out under um, the title um, Neighborhood Watch. And I think, yeah, they changed it to just The Watch, the Ben Stiller Vince Vaughn movie. And they changed yep, it to uh-huh. The Watch. The reason they did that is because they felt the Neighborhood Watch it was fresh in the mind of people in the Trayvon Martin slaying by Zimmerman, who had was supposedly the head of his uh, neighborhood, you know, neighborhood watch. And the filmmakers right. decided to change the name from Neighborhood Watch because that was the original title of the movie to just The Watch because they didn't want to be seen as being insensitive, you know, to what happened with uh, Trayvon Martin. So, yeah, I can actually Correct. see that uh, happening with either HBO or with the uh, creators of the show in particular, probably the writers, as you said, you know, these are foreign nationals because they don't want to be seen as being, you know, uh, uh, racially or culturally insensitive in light of what happened, you know, with these white nationals and, you know, the situation in uh, Charlottesville. So that is a good point, Rich. I didn't uh, think about that. But, yeah, very, it's very well possible HBO could uh, put it on the shelf or delay it. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, as of right now, though, they said they didn't even have a tentative scheduled date for it because right now we're still in the creative phase. So, right. 
It wasn't like they had it scheduled to say, okay, coming in 2018. It was still, it was just out there as, you know, this is something that they are creating for HBO. It was greenlit to be created, but there's no, you know, tentative release date or anything else of the sort. And I'll tell you guys now before we take the break, what I am looking forward to is the series, and I'm sure you watch HBO, you've seen it already being previewed from uh, my man, uh, creator of The Wire, the new one they're doing, The Deuce, which is, of course, going to take place on uh, New York's 42nd Street, you know, during the time before Fuliani got in there and cleaned up the streets. So thing takes place in the 70s, so I am actually looking forward to that. Have you guys saw the trailer for that one yet? Which one is it? No. It's called The Deuce. The Deuce? Yeah, it's called The oh, Deuce. Yeah. It's supposed to yeah, yeah, I've got seen some that. of the cast actually from The Wire in it, but it's from uh, my mm-hmm. man, um, uh, David Simon, you know, who created The Wire, of course. So, yeah, it's a new series coming to HBO, I want to say very soon. Um, it's called The Deuce. So, yeah. If nothing but, right, yo, else makes sure y'all watch it. If nothing else make sure make y'all sure watch, watch it. Uh, if nothing else, make sure y'all watch it so you can see Method Man with a perm. Yeah, yeah, that's right, messing it also. I know. <laughs> All right, yo, take another break real quick. When we come back, Rich got a uh, sports topic he want to get into. Yo, this will always be, in, in keeping with our tribute to what uh, Google paid tribute to hip-hop, was, was the 44th anniversary of the quote-unquote birth of uh, hip-hop, um, August 11, 1973. This, to me, I'm sorry, everybody, I'm sure everybody has their favorites. But this will always be my favorite hip-hop record of all time. You know, this song came out 32 years ago, and I could see it 32 years later still hitting hard and banging as it was in 85. And even today, you go in a club, put it on, cats going to get crunk. So, yo, y'all grew to this, and we're going to be back in about six with more discussions and to wrap up the show.
which is called Ballers, on uh, HBO. And they preach this a lot on that show. And, it, and they even show you examples of when you have people that are around you, you can't take everybody with you. And sometimes you might have to switch up your company and have people in your corner that, you know, everybody that's with you is not for you. And now right. here we have a situation. And now here we have a situation where Ezekiel kicking it with some people and is kicking it with this chick Tiffany Thompson. And now there's she 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 made accusations that there was some domestic violence between he and her. Which after a year of a year and a half of investigation, now I'm sorry, not a year and a half, but after a year of investigation, the the NFL has decided that uh, that Ezekiel Elliott needed to be suspended for six years. Uh, I mean, six games of the 2017 season. He, he should be suspended for seven, for six games. Now, this also comes after the authorities, who also did an investigation, and of which that is where the NFL gets their investigation, found not enough evidence to be able to, 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 to press charges or indict Ezekiel Elliott on any type of domestic violence. So since when has the NFL become above the law? Now, I understand that there are, there are um, uh, uh, conduct policies that all of the NFL players are to adhere to. And that's where I say that players have to be more careful about who you keep around you and who you hang out with. you got to be thinking about that all the time. Listen, I know you probably don't want to think about that as an NFL player, but you got to think about it. Once you turn into the million-dollar man or the multi-million-dollar man, those are the type of things that have to be on your thought basis at all times. But even so, with that being the case, and with there being the contact, the conduct rules and regulations uh, that the NFL Say that every player must abide by. If the law says you're innocent, how can you say he's guilty? If the law says he's innocent, how can you say he's guilty? And then now what has come out is that there there has been some information that ha- that has come out to where Tiffany Thompson, that's the woman who is the accuser, where evidence has come out that she has sex. Uh, sex videos of her and Ezekiel Elliott and that she had conversations with somebody who snitched on her and told her that and said that she talked about selling them, about selling the sex videos so that they could get money and blackmailing Ezekiel Elliott. So she talked about that. Now, does that mean that he is, that, that he didn't do domestic violence? No, it does not mean that. And is, and, and and actually, I misspoke earlier because does that mean that he's innocent of domestic violence? No. What the law said is that they could not find enough evidence to indict him. So, I, so I misspoke. I misspoke when I said that he is innocent. What he is is currently not guilty of it, and the law could not find enough evidence to indict him. But now you've got this, this situation where there is evidence where she talked about wanting to sell a sex video off her phone to, to blackmail 
uh, Ezekiel Elliott. So with that being with that being brought into play, my whole thing is this. The NFL made a judgment call on him when the law after the law uh, un, un, uh, released its legal findings. Now that you have some more information that's come out that shows that we're dealing with someone who is less than honest and less than savory, I'm talking about Miss Tiffany Thompson. Now that we're talking, now that, that evidence has come out, I think that the NFL should 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 talk about rethinking their judgment. Now, Ezekiel Elliott is appealing, and as long as he's in the appeal process, he can um, he will be able to play play ball. But but he'll only be able to play ball during the preseason. Come regular season, right now he's going to miss six games. He he comes September second, he cannot step foot on the Dallas Cowboys property until October October 30th, I think. That's wow. a long time. That's a long time for him to be away from his job and not getting paid. Yeah, that's a good point. So, yeah, there's two sides of this that I'm definitely speaking on. The side of what he needs to be accountable for and the side of what the NFL needs to be accountable for. And once again, it seems like no matter how long, how, I don't know how hard they're driving the point home, but it seems like they're not driving the point home hard enough. That, guys, you got to watch out who's around you. You are automatically a target the minute you sign that contract. That's all I got. Mm. Anybody got something they want to say? That's cool. If not, we can move on. Because I, I definitely give out you big dummy before we close out. Yeah, I got nothing on it other than, you know, everything you said about, you know, these guys got to be, you know, safe and cautious out here. And, you know, who they, you know, especially when you got these big contracts like that, who you out here running with, hanging with. You know, it's sad a lot of these guys get get themselves caught up with these Instagram models or these, you know, strippers or whatever. And then all of a sudden, one night, a one-night decision ends up turning into, if not a lifetime, at least a, a career <laughs> or a season regret. So, hey. Yeah. What can you say? El Comedic, anybody want to chime in anything that uh, two minutes Let's wrap it up? This ain't nothing new, though. I mean, like, like okay, yeah. You caught a case. You did do anything like you. You did kind of whoop our ass, but they railroaded Ray Rice. They railroaded the shit out of Ray Rice. You understand? They suspended home and dropped home before that case came up. You know what I'm saying? Before that case, before before that whole case came, you know what I'm saying? When everything came up. Yeah, but I mean, it, it not, you could say after that video came up. I ain't, came you know what? I, I I can't co-sign with that. You got to remember, I was a diehard Ravens fan. I can't co-sign with you on that, L. I mean, granted, you know, after saying, the fact. I'm saying they, 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 they really the shit out of home, you know? After the fact, after this man served, you know, the, 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 the punishment given him given down by Gattel. But see, the problem is, is that, and this is where I fault the Ravens organization as well as the NFL. 
they knew the severity of of what Ray did, and they tried to cover it up or sweep it under the rug. And it wasn't until TMZ or whoever released the video from inside the elevator. They had already knew. And and that's where I fault, faulted them because they tried to sweep it under the rug because Ray was such an asset to the organization. I didn't really say they railroaded him. He essentially railroaded himself as well as the league for trying to cover it up and insulate him and hoping that it would just blow over as with a lot of other domestic, you know, violence cases that happened throughout the league. So I can't, I can't yeah, go along with you. Oh, 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 I mean, and, and that's cool. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, well, I mean, we already know why, but it'd be a lot of dudes that be, you know what I'm saying, catching cases and be doing shit. And, and, yeah. you know Look, they don't get a third degree. They don't get a third degree like a lot of other. Yeah, Rich wanted to get into why, <laughs> I'm not going to say me personally, but why some people, as he uh, told me, are jumping on this bandwagon to boycott the NFL. So we definitely going to uh, get into that discussion next week also. Um, as well as I didn't get around to uh, at least two other uh, topics that I wanted to uh, get into tonight. So we'll save that as well. But as always, once again, want to uh, thank you guys for tuning in to another edition of The Cypher. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. I got to give a shout-out to a, a friend that I actually made in Dublin, Ireland is actually uh, checking out the show as well. I believe I did it on two weeks ago when we talked about it. I think I mentioned this friend as well. Um, Say they enjoy the show all the way from Ireland. So and said it's a five-hour difference between us and them. So they're actually five hours uh, in front of us. So right there, right now, it's about uh, four think 56 a.m. So, but yeah. Anyway, shout out to our Dublin uh, listener. But anyway, hey, yo, check us out. To our listeners out in Dublin, if y'all really a fan of the show, you know what I'm saying y'all can y'all can send us like some whiskey or something from over there, like that real <laughs> shit, like that. You know what I'm saying, like a bottle of McClellan, McClellan or Lafroy or something. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, we, y'all can tell us. You heard? We can't. We can't. Right. But anyway, uh. <laughs> Don't forget, check us out uh, back here next Wednesday, every Wednesday. And, and don't forget my man, DJ Comedic. Are you back to regular time now, Comedic? I know you did it today, but I just want to make sure before I give anything wrong for next week. Yeah, I mean, as per. I mean, unless I go into the forest and they be like, stand on your head, squeeze your left nipple. I mean, I'll be uh, in my uh, regular time. That's it is. <laughs> All right, so don't forget to check my man, DJ Comedic, out next Wednesday, every Wednesday. Beginning at 11 a.m., going until 1 ish p.m. with the House Lunch Break Live. It gives you two, two plus hours of some of the best in house music uh, in the country. So, a man out on Mixler. That's Mixler, M I X L R Radio. Download the app, Mixler. Take my man, DJ Medic, A E M E T I K, with the House Lunch Break Live every Wednesday starting at 11 a.m. And as for myself, the Atypical, along with the B.I.W.G. Rich, DJ Comedic, and Black Caesar, we'll be back here next Wednesday, every Wednesday, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time.
90-plus minutes of real talk. So, as always, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you check us out next week as well. And, hey, be safe out here. And remember, there's some crazy people out here, and there's people that want to, you know, destroy, you know, our country as it is now because they're afraid of, you know, moving forward. They want to go backwards instead of moving forward. Don't let that deter you from doing what you do out here, but please be mindful that, you know, they're out there. And, and you got some people that will do pretty much any and everything to try to get their message of hate across. So I want you guys to be safe and stay positive. Hopefully everything, you know, as with other uh, little moments in time, this will phase out just as quickly as it phased in. So with that said, thanks again for tuning in. We love you guys. Peace. Catch us back here next Wednesday. Don't forget, check my man DJ Comedic out 11 a.m. next Wednesday with the House Lunch Break Live. And we'll see you all back here next week. Everybody have a great week, great weekend. Be safe. Peace. We're up out of here. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.